loose in here tonight. I don't know what it is tonight, but I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this room tonight. I feel like something about to break in here for us tonight in the name of Jesus the Christ. Oh my God, hallelujah. But I need to preach this tonight. I need to give you this word because it's about to release something in here for us. I'm telling you what I'm about to share with you is something that the Lord has been almost beaten up. It's been beaten in my spirit and beat me in the submission to this word tonight. I might take my shoes off in a second. But I feel this word was given to me while we was in prayer last month and God dropped in the spirit of Minister Hill, which is really our teaching pastor here, as we were in prayer. And he said something from Isaiah 37 that I'll talk more about next Sunday. But he prophesied that particular verse and God brought it back to my remembrance in prayer this past Tuesday when I was praying in myself and just praying on the floor in my face. And I don't say that to boast or anything like that. I say it because that was my position with God. And I just say, God, I just needed something. And he gave me Isaiah 36. And I went to Isaiah 36. And there's something in it I need to share with you because it's critical for the last three months of this year that you need to understand. This word that I'm going to give you is critical. It's critical before you go into this new year. You need to grasp what I'm going to tell you. And that's entitled No Deal. Say No Deal. No Deal. deal. I'm going to explain it with you. So Isaiah 36, I'm just going to walk through this. It's going to take me a second. In the 14th year of King Hezekiah reign, a king, Sennacherib of Assyria, came to attack the fortified towns of Judah and conquered them. Then the king of Assyria sent his chief of staff from Lankish with a huge army to confront King Hezekiah and Jerusalem. The Assyrians took up a position beside the aqueduct that feeds water into the upper pool. Near the road leading to the field where cloths, excuse me, cloth is washed. These are the officials who went out to meet them, Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the royal historian. Then the Assyrian king's chief of staff told them to give this message to Hezekiah. This is what the king, the great king of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you so confident? Do you think that Mere words can substitute for military skill and strength. Where are you count? Who are you counting on that you have rebelled against me oh, oh, on Egypt? If you lean on Egypt, it will be like a reed that splinters beneath your weight and pierce and pierces your hand. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is completely unreliable. Can I stop here for a second? I'm gonna take you step by step. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Judah is in trouble. The situation that is in front of them seems dire. When I talked about last Sunday with uh, Jonah going down to Nineveh, this Nineveh was the great, uh, was the capital city of the Assyrians. And so here in this text, ladies and gentlemen, King Sennacherib, uh, Sennacherib from the Assyrians, he has been on this quest and out of their, out of their, uh, out of their, you know, out of their, uh, 
I wouldn't say lust for power. Well, out of their need for power and authority, they have been taken over various cities. And they just got finished taking over the fortified cities of Israel. They conquered uh, Syria and they have now conquered the northern kingdom, Judah's northern kingdom, because Judah was on the southern side and Israel was up the north. And so they just had conquered Israel. And so now king of Assyria is now coming to Jerusalem because he wants to siege it. He wants to take it over. He wants to conquer it. And right now the Assyrians are the superpower or they're the dominant power of that day. As the United States are, we are one of the superpowers in the world. Right. And and so is China. But here we have it that one of the superpowers of that day, a country with great influence, such as the Assyrians, are coming to try to invade Jerusalem and take them over. And what is going on, ladies and gentlemen, if I can put it into your, uh, 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 to connect it to your life and bring a life application, there are things that are arising in your life, if you and I would be honest, that is looking very dire. Uh, there's things that we look at well, as far as our church here at TCF and looking at our personal lives and we're just saying like, you know, Lord, if you don't do it, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And the reality is they are in a position, ladies and gentlemen, whereas though that their livelihood and their freedom is on the line. And uh, and the king of Assyria, they have came and the devil has came with bullying words and tactics to try to get you to surrender your position. And here tonight, the reason why I'm preaching this to you and God has placed it on my heart is so that you and I do not give up your position to the devil. That you and I will not get into agreement, that we won't trust any other thing besides God to lead us and get us out and lead us to where he's trying to take us. Here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen. The king of Assyria sent his chief of staff, which title was named the Rabshika. It wasn't his name. It was a title that the Assyrians gave. In other words, he would be considered his chief of staff. He comes to really come there to bully them to agree to the king's uh, uh, demands. Pretty much he's trying to tell him in the first place where the enemy comes to try to attack you at, ladies and gentlemen, is to attack you in your esteem. He tells them, who are you guys to have this type of confidence? What are you trusting in that makes you so confident? Do you think the mere words can substitute for military skill and strength? In other words, the enemy wants to attack your self-esteem to try to say, who in the world do you think you are that you can overcome me and overcome this situation that you are presented with? Who in the world do you think you are? You don't have the military skill. You don't have the background to get that job. You don't have this or you don't have that. It is trying to get you and demoralize you to make you feel low of yourself not to pick you up but to make you feel low to make you think that you can just settle for any old type of thing because you're not worthy of it you're not qualified of it but I came tonight to tell you who is the devil to talk to you like that to tell you who and what you cannot do and here, what the rap Sheikah is saying to them, uh, to, to, the, to, to the three men who are in high position that Hezekiah sent out, is that he tells, he, they, he is telling them, he's saying, look, who are you guys think you're going to trust in Egypt? Yeah. 
you're going to trust in them, they're unreliable. You cannot put your trust in them. And here in this text, ladies and gentlemen, Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah has been spending a lot of time to try to convince them and convince Hezekiah, do not put your trust in, in Egypt and trying to create uh, uh, allies with them. They are not dependable. They are not reliable. And here's what I see a lot of times. Because we don't really trust God, we try to look for Egypt and people that resemble Egypt to give us help in a situation that are unreliable. Matter of fact, Egypt just lost to El Teca. And so how in the world are you going to depend on their army to help you out? And let me tell you something, oh my God, it's not that the Rab Sheikah was saying something that was a lie. Because matter of fact, God was using Isaiah to speak it to them. Oh my God. So can I show you something real quick? We told you that the devil is the father of lies. And yes, he is a liar. But here's the other thing. The devil knows how to tell you some truth about yourself to get you not to, oh my God, to believe in God. But to get you to believe that your situation is so better than what God can do in your life and to get you to trust in any person else other than God so you can stay in a broke and back down position. So he's, and so here's the thing. Here's what I want to tell you. Can I give you a prophetic instruction that God gave me? He said, listen here, do not make deals or alliances with people, places, or things based, of, based upon what you see in the natural of your current circumstance. Let me give you an instruction. Do not everything that is supposed to die in this decade. You better leave it dead in this decade because God is not trying to have you go on to 2020, a new decade with the same old junk with the same old people with the same old relationships you gotta say no deal with him and they gotta die are you hearing me tonight here's what i'm telling you tonight a lot of people get in the situations because of their loneliness a lot of people get in the situations because of their need for this or that but god sent me here to tell you don't you make alliances out of convenience don't you make alliances because you don't trust that nothing else can better can happen for you don't you settle for nothing less than god's best because god has a plan over your life and if you wait on the line and be a good he shall strengthen you. Don't you do that. Because here's what we do. We make alliances with these people thinking that, oh, they're going to put you on. They're not going to put you on. They're not going to help you. Only God can help you get through the situation that you are in. Hallelujah. It's not a person's connection. It's not that. I can't make deals with you. I'm not going to bargain with the enemy and have him bargain to try to, for me to, 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 to give up my right and to get myself into something that takes up my time, that takes up my energy, and put it in anything else. The Bible says, do not trust man. Are you hearing why? Are you hearing? Are you getting something out of this tonight? So here's the thing. The devil tells them a the truth because even God did not want them to put their trust in Egypt. But the devil was saying this in a way of arrogance. The, the rabbi, the rab Sheikah was saying this in a, in a sense of arrogance. Like them, they're not, they not like us. We're stronger than them. Who are they? You think they're going to save you? Please. 
Are you crazy? Are you going to put your trust in Egypt? They can't even help themselves. And you so stupid to see it. That's what the Rav Sheikah saying. And the truth is, God was telling them they are fools for even thinking about trusting them. Isaiah said it in, the, in, in, in Isaiah chapter 30. He made it very clear. Can I move? Listen. Listen. He says, here's what he says. He then says, but perhaps you will say to me, we are trusting in the Lord our God. But isn't he the one who was insulted by Hezekiah? Didn't Hezekiah tear down his shrines and altars and make everyone in Judah and Jerusalem worship only at the altar here in Jerusalem? Can I stop right there? Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The enemy was in, the Rav Sheikah was in, was in ignorance thinking that what Hezekiah did and his obedience was wrong. See, the devil will make you feel, try to make you feel bad about your obedience. Can I tell, can I help you tonight? Don't you allow the enemy to make you feel bad about your obedience because he's disobedient. Because he don't understand that what Hezekiah did is he turned out all of the gods that they were, that they were worshiping that wasn't the true God. Don't let the enemy make you feel bad because you're being obedient with coming to church and you reading your word and he's trying to make you feel like what's that doing for you? I don't know. It's doing a lot for me because even though I don't see it now, I know that it's going to pay off because those who saw in tears, it's going to reap and try. Hallelujah. The devil's ignorant thinking that your obedience is not going to pay off because of hallelujah. The scripture says that without faith it's impossible to please God. And so Hezekiah was redirecting the people of Judah back to God so that their faith could be rooted in him and not in the gods of mammon, not in the gods of Baal, but in the true living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of Brandon who looks high and looks low, who's coming to see about your need. Hallelujah. See, let me tell you something. He's ignorant because he don't know what I've done. By tithing, yes, I haven't seen my money come back yet. But if I keep tithing, the Bible says again, and it shall be given unto you. And good measure, pressed down, shaken together. When all my God runneth over, the Bible says in Malachi, the try God. And watch him open up over the windows of heaven. And he'll pour out a blessing that you and I have no room enough to receive. The Bible says that those who sow shall reap if they faint not. So, the enemy huh, was sent to them to try to make them feel bad about the reforms that Hezekiah did. Hallelujah. Another way the enemy wants to use as a tactic is to get you to turn and hate the fact that you obeying God. Hallelujah. 
And oh my God, he wants to say, why do you come here every Sunday, Brandon? Why you even show up? You've been doing this long enough. He got, he must not be pleased with you. And so you may, and you hit, let me tell you something. The enemy of your soul, come on, can you talk to me in here tonight? The enemy of your soul will make you feel a certain type of way about your obedience. The enemy of your soul will take and talk things and put things in your spirit that really makes you feel demoralized, that magnifies your circumstance over your God. The enemy of your soul will get you to talk down about yourself. The enemy of your soul will get you to quit and say this is not worth it. I'm just going to settle. I'll just think I'll die here. The enemy of your soul is trying to rob you of the life that God wants to give you. The enemy of your soul wants you to get into relationships with people, places, or things that's leading to destruction. The enemy of your soul wants you to quit and just give up and die. But God said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Sometimes the enemy of your soul. Hallelujah. And then sometimes, you know, his voice sounds like, you know what? His voice, the voice of the enemy of your soul. Your flesh wants to override the spirit. Hallelujah. The Bible says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Your flesh feels like, you know what? The rap sheikah is right. You know what, Judah? I think we should die here. I think we should give in. It feels that way. Come on, if we be honest in the room, it feels that way. It feels like, why I keep going on with this church? Why I keep going on about this? And you know, today, when I was seeing any give God worship, and he's just a kid, and you look at him, he said, that's what you do it for. Because little kids is coming into knowing who God is. And they don't even know everything. They just looking at the examples of their people, of their examples of their fathers and daughters, and sons and daughters of God in worship, and just following suit. That's who you do it for. You do it for a generation. They'll come to God and they'll be saved. You do it for people who are backslidden, who don't know that there's a future and that there's a hope. Hallelujah. Look at somebody who said, don't let the enemy talk down about your obedience. Don't let your enemy talk down about your obedience. You're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. Don't let them talk down about your obedience. Verse 8 says, I tell you, I'll tell you what, strike a bargain with my master. Say that it didn't mean no deal. <laughs> no deal. Here's the thing. He says, strike a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses if you can find that many men to ride on them. Matter of fact, what I don't appreciate this about this guy is he really, really is an arrogant sucker. I tell you he is. Because at the very fact of the matter, he's patronizing them. He's patronizing them. He said, if you even had 2,000 horses, he's saying your army is weak. Who's going to fight for you all? He's pretty much saying you don't have nothing. Let me tell you something. Strike a bargain. We give you 2,000 horses, but they don't understand that while you're bargaining with the enemy, what he's trying to do is repopulate you, not in your own home area, but what the Assyrians did was take people under siege and repopulate them, strip them of their identity, strip them of their purpose, strip them of it, and so they have no form of it, and have them repopulated all around. 
Matter of fact, God, the enemy wants to strip you of your freedom. Hey everyone, I'm Otisia, worship leader here at Transformation Christian Fellowship, and we want you to connect your faith with ours by being a part of the Only Believe Capital Campaign. Your contribution to this campaign will help us relocate to the Silver Spring, Maryland area by bringing us closer to the people we serve with more transportation accessibility than what we have currently limited here. It's really simple. All you have to do is text TCF1 to 77977. Under the tab fund, select the Only Believe Capital Campaign and enter your amount. It's that simple. We thank you for partnering with us and believing God with us for unbelievable and unpredictable possibilities. And remember, transformation starts here. We want you to connect your faith with us as we embark on an ambitious capital campaign entitled Only Believe. Support us by playing a part in the next stage of our church's history. And he says to try to make a bargain. That's why Deal or No Deal is a show I watched. They had cases. And I don't know if you watched the show. They had cases. And our, uh, on Deal or No Deal, I liked it because you had a chance to win a million dollars if you picked the right case. Right? And so if you picked the right case... But you didn't know where the million was. All right, and deal or no deal. So one lady, I saw she had case number 18. And what happened was, you gotta make sure you pick all the other cases because there's a banker that's trying to get you to deal so you will not make, and so you won't feel or trust that you have the million dollars. So, excuse me, this one lady, while the board didn't look good because all her big money left. And it was just a million and a cent left on the board. And the banker was trying to get her to, oh my God, to make a deal. Because she didn't trust the case, she made a deal to take half of a million dollars. And here's what happened. She had the million dollars all along. But she settled and took a deal because she didn't trust that she had the million in her case. Ooh. Some of you don't trust that what you have in your case is a lot stronger than what the devil may try to offer you. Oh my God. Because in that case that you have is God. And in that case is the future that he has over your life. And because you don't trust the case that God can give you a good marriage. Because you don't trust the case that God is going to give you a nice paying job or a business that God has put in your life. Because you don't trust the God that is given in you the case. You feel as though that, that what the devil has to offer is better. Come on, shout out no deal tonight. And I'm going to tell you tonight, there is going to be deals that the enemy will bring to you before this year is over to cripple you before the 2020 hits. Because in 2020, I declare, declare over you tonight, as God visited me, oh no, my God, in the morning, about two months ago, he said it would be a year of unpredictable and unbelievable possibilities. But because if you don't trust that, you'll make deals and alliances and get yourself in the jobs that takes you away from your family. He'll get you in positions that take you away from doing God's work because he's trying to cripple you. 
trying to tell you and give you a warning tonight. As well as I know my name, there was an opportunity, a job opportunity that came to me. And because it would take my attention away and show my God and pretty much strangle me, I had to deny it. I had to reject it. But Brandon, yes, you're getting married. You need all the money you can get. And you have that going through your mind. But you have to also say to yourself, the Lord will. The Lord will provide. You, you got to get to a place where saying, yeah, you know you need it. But the Lord will, he will provide And I don't care what you tell me You can trust in man You can trust in the horse and the chariot But I'll trust in the name of the Lord And you better have a conviction of that But here's what the enemy does like Rav He wants to put fear in your life And put you so paralyzed by fear That you don't believe that God could do anything He wants you to become so paralyzed That's why in the New Testament the Bible says Casting out every thought, every imagination And see the soul under the thought of God Are you getting something tonight? He said, with your teeny army, how could you think of challenging even the weakest contingent of my master's troops? He said, the enemy will talk to you, say, you don't got no money. You can't do this business. You talk to you, say, oh, who are you? You don't have the skill. You don't have the wherewithal to get into this with your little tiny idea. But oh, that tiny idea is about to birth something in your life that you never imagined that it'll do. God will do the unbelievable with what you have. Because with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Say all things are possible. But you got to believe it. I'm telling you, you better believe it because I'm telling you there's things that are coming up within the next month that you're going to get presented with. And it looks like it's an opportunity. It looks like it's an opportunity. But you better pray about it to see if it's really from God. Because if it's not, it's came there to take you away from what God will have for your life. I'm telling you, I'm trying to tell you tonight. I'm trying to get this through to your brain. If you can look at what the, the, the threats he was saying, and guess what? Uh, 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 Eliakim, Eliakim, Shebna, and Joah, they said nothing. He was, he was mocking them. People will mock you for your faith. People will mock you for what you believe. People will mock you. Job will like, girl, I can't believe you actually think that can happen. Hallelujah. They'll joke you and think that, oh, real men, men ain't real out here. They'll joke and talk about you. Oh, men ain't this, they ain't that. But let me tell you something, yeah, the men that you talk to, but God has a man just enough for me. God, oh my God, he say, brothers, women out here, they ain't nothing. No, 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 no. Oh, why are you trusting God? Oh, no, no, no. Let me tell you something. It pays to trust in God, fam. You don't understand that because you're carnal. You don't understand things of the spirit. But what I understand, it pays to trust in God. It don't pay. You can trust in what the enemy has to offer. He offered something, but guess what? That offer is robbing you of your freedom. That's why you're not whole. That's why you're not whole. That's why you don't have any joy. That's why you have momentary moments of happiness.
this. Why? Because your trust is in the wrong place. Are you hearing me tonight? Can I move? I'm almost finished. Listen, what more do you think we have invaded your land without the Lord's direction? The Lord told himself told us, attack this land and destroy it. Here's the thing. This man really got really bold right here. He said the Lord himself told us to attack it. No, the Lord in his providence allowed them to siege the other ones. But the Lord didn't tell him nothing about attacking. It's something, just because the Lord allows something don't mean he said that, 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 that don't mean that he, he wants that. <laughs> and he definitely, and, he, and he, then he attacks. Then he attacks the Lord. The enemy will attack and use the Lord's name to get you to think that the Lord is behind. The reason why you're not prospering. That the Lord is behind your enemies rather than he's behind you. <laughs> he wants them to believe that the Lord is behind the Assyrians who don't even have the promise of God. The enemy wants you to believe that the Lord is not behind you. He's behind us. That's what he's pretty much saying. That's what Rabshika is saying. He's behind us. His ignorance. He's not behind you just because he allows certain things to happen. But Sennacherib, chief of staff, replied, do you think my master sent, oh, oh, here it is. Please speak to us in Aramaic, for we understand it well. Don't speak in Hebrew, for the people on the wall will hear. Here's what I'm saying. The enemy just doesn't want you to hear that you won't succeed. He wants the people around you to hear it as well. Yeah. How am I saying this? I promise you, I'm telling you the truth. It's right here. Listen, they didn't just come to share this message with Hezekiah's top men on his staff. They came to put fear, and not only in them, but here's the thing. He wanted to, they, they purposely wanted to put the pressure and, oh my God, and say it to everyone in Jerusalem so they could apply pressure on Hezekiah to get them to surrender their position. Here's what I'm going to tell you tonight. And even though people may mean well at times, there's some things that you cannot listen to. Here's what I'm going to give you that God gave me on the plane yesterday coming back. He said, do not allow the pressures of family or friends to get you to surrender your position because of your present condition. What am I doing? What are you talking about position, Brandon? I'm talking about your position of faith in God. Are you hearing me tonight? Because here's what they're trying to do. Your family and friends, because they love you and they don't really understand everything, from a place they will apply pressure on you to give in to something and get you out of God's will, inadvertently, even though they mean well, but that excess pressure will cause you to make a decision that you should not have made. And that's what they were trying to do, apply pressure. Because they didn't, they knew that the officials wouldn't do nothing. But if they could hear everybody else do something, then they would get behind what Rabshika is saying and do it. Say, I can't allow that pressure to get to me. 
Can't allow that pressure to get to me. He said, I want all these people to hear it for when we put this city under siege, they will suffer along with you. They will be hungry and thirsty. Say, oh, your kid is going to suffer. Your children is going to suffer. Your wife is going to suffer. Hallelujah. Your friends are going to suffer. Hallelujah. If you don't put the city under siege. They were going to suffer anyway. Because if we put them under siege, they, how, how, can, how can the people, how can your friends and family benefit from a broken you? How can they benefit for, from, a, 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 from a you that is not, that is not, that, is, that are tired down and, and they can't benefit from that? What you mean? Not in just money, but they can't benefit from my conversation. Are you hearing this tonight? Please hear he that has an ear. Let him hear what the spirit is saying. Oh, my God. Can I, I got to fast forward. Then the chief of staff stood and shouted in Hebrew to the people on the wall. Listen to this message from the great king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. He will never be able to rescue you. Don't let him fool you into trusting in the Lord by saying the Lord will surely rescue us. This city will never fall into the hands of the Assyrian king. Here's what I'm going to I want to attack your faith. Oh, he, he will never. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to the words. Don't listen. He's deceiving you. No, no, no. Don't listen to those thoughts in your head. How many of you will have thoughts like that sometimes? I got my hand raised. Where the enemy will say to you, don't trust in God. Don't trust in those thoughts. Don't even trust in what your pastor's saying. He don't know what he's talking about. God's not going to rescue you. Oh, you, you, you too, you too low to be rescued. No, you're not. That's why people remain, un don't, don't get their lives to Christ because they don't think they're worthy of it. What do you mean? God came to save you. God came to deliver you. He said, don't trust in that. Here it is. Don't listen to Hezekiah. These are the terms that the king of Assyria is offering. Make peace with me. Open the gates and come out. The enemy will constantly, constantly ask you to quit and surrender. But you have to say no deal. You have to get to a place and say, no deal. I'm not making a deal with you. I'm not here to bargain with you. I'm not here to say anything to you. This is the deal that he's offering. He keeps saying it again because he understands that here's why the enemy talks in repetition to you. Why? Because he understands through repetition that is his best way that you'll end up believing it. That's why I say things more than once, because it's a psychological thing of the brain. That the more times you hear something, the more a person actually believes it. So that's why if you're constantly rehearsing those negative things that is in your life and constantly feeling those negative words or things that were said to you to get you to believe otherwise about yourself and to get you to believe contrary to what God said about your life, then you'll end up believing it. But if you're constantly hearing the reputation of the word of God in your life and hearing faith, then you understand that even though the enemy will come with the words he said, I'll come back out with you with the word of God that the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and is a light unto my path. I'll come back with you with the word of God that understanding that in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6 it says who is, who is mortal man? I will not fear mere man. What can they do to me? What happened to the gods of Hama and Aparad? 
See, he, they were thinking that these were the gods. They didn't understand that. But here's what I, here's verse 21. This is what I want you to do. He said all of that, but this is what they did. But the people were silent, did not utter a word because Hezekiah had commanded them, do not answer him. Here's what I want you to do, Jacob, when you get home. Do not answer them. Here's what I want you to do when you get home, Boomy. Do not answer them. Don't answer the voice of your soul. The enemy of your soul. Otisia, don't answer them. Brittany, don't answer them. Don't, don't answer them. Do not answer them, y'all. You hear me tonight? They didn't respond to him. Don't respond to the enemy trying to you bully you with words and intimidate you. Do not respond. That's right. Say no deal. No deal. No deal. <laughs> Do not respond because the deal that he's offering is not a deal. <laughs> can, I, can I mess with you some more? The devil also offered a deal to Jesus. Come on, Brandon. He said, why don't you throw yourself off? I'll give you the kingdoms of this world. That is not a deal. Because what you can give me does not compare to what God can give me. You can give me the kingdoms of this world, but God can give me a name that's above any other name. That at that name, every knee got to bow. See, you don't understand. That's more power to me to sit at the right hand of God. I don't need the kingdoms of this world, but God giving me the power not only over this world, but also in the next. Hallelujah. See, if I trust God, the power that I have is not only the powers of this world, but I got powers over death, hell, and the grave. And there's no better power than that. The enemy will try to tempt you. Don't get tempted. Don't get lured in by your lust. Don't get lured in by what you think that you need. No, get lured into the fact that what God has, I'm going to park myself right here. And I'm moving nowhere yes you content me with what you have to offer but i'm not going anywhere i'm gonna remain in the position of faith and i'm gonna hold on because i have a hope that is of an anchor of the soul hallelujah i'll be what the scripture says that i'll be steadfast unmovable always abounding and the word of the lord i'm not gonna say nothing to you because it ain't nothing to talk about there's nothing to discuss stop having conversations with the devil stop having conversations with him there's nothing to discuss oh my god Hallelujah, there's nothing to discuss. There ain't no offer. But this is what they did. Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the royal historian. He went back to Hezekiah. They tore their clothes in despair, and they went to see the king and told him what the Assyrians said. But in the next chapter, Hezekiah tore his clothes, and Hezekiah turned to God in prayer. Let me tell you something. Don't just take the enemy's attack. 
tats and sit on them for yourself. But you go to your daddy and tell him that somebody, the devil tried to come and take me. But I come to you and I'm asking you God for help. Jesus, I praise you tonight. Don't let your finances beat you down and feel like there's no hope. You talk to your daddy and tell him, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. I know I'm the help. I know. Hallelujah. Don't let your family beat you down. Go to I say go to God in prayer. I say you can take it to him and he will answer. Hallelujah. TCF, we won't quit. We won't give in the towel. We will not make a deal. Yes, we're at five o'clock, but we're going to continue to bombard heaven and pray to God. Yes, we know, oh my God, there's been financial struggle. I know I've dealt with it and dealing with it, but I trust in God that it's going to provide every need. I know you got different things going on in your mind, whether or not you can be successful or not, but I come to tell you as a father in the Lord to let you know to wait on God. God and he shall he shall strengthen you tonight and that's why I'm telling you don't make that deal don't you give in tonight you tell the enemy no deal you don't got a deal you can keep it on the table but I'm not taking it with this year closing out I'm not taking what he has to offer I'm not giving and settling 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 for myself sure I know God got something bigger for me I know he does I know he does. I know he does. I know he does tonight. Do not be, oh my God, don't surrender your position. Don't you surrender your position tonight. You remain faithful tonight. And be like Jeremiah. Say, I'll be like a tree planted by the water that brings forth its fruit in its season. There's a season that's coming to us, TCF. And if we can get through 2019, the doors are about to be open. The windows of heaven is about to be open. But if you quit, you won't see the provision of God. But if you hang on in there, you will see the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, encourage somebody in the Lord tonight. Encourage them in the Lord tonight. Say no deal. No deal. There's no deal you can give me. There's nothing you can offer me. They give me not to trust God tonight. There's nothing you can do to get me from trusting God tonight. There's nothing you can do. I don't got no one else to trust in. All I got is my faith. All I got is my faith. All I got is my hope. That's all I have. You can't take it from me. That's all I got. Shut eyes. Jesus. Shia wait we don't get it we'll never get it because we're not trusting what's in our case 
not trusting what's in your case. And that's why you're losing the battle. That faith is all you got tonight. And faith in God is all you have. And guess what? You will tell if you're going to say anything to the enemy, I'm not getting into a word, a word, a, a, a war of words with you. But I'll just tell you not, be not dismayed. For whatever be tired, God will take care of me. I don't care what you think. Hallelujah. I don't care what you think. If you don't got a bunch of scriptures to throw at them, you just tell them my hope will not be disappointed. You can say whatever you want to say. My hope will not be disappointed tonight. Oh God, lift your hands tonight. Lift your hands in the spirit of God, in the presence of God tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I give you glory and I give you praise, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus tonight. I decree and declare. I pray, God, that I've done what you've asked me to do tonight. By delivering this word, God, tonight. And I prophesy over your people tonight. That as this year is coming to a close, and as we're closing out this year, I decree and declare, God, that they will not settle for anything less than what God you have sanctioned. I decree and declare, and I prophesy over their lives tonight, that God, you are about to increase them and open up the windows of heaven and pour them out a blessing. If they don't have, oh my God, that they don't have room enough to receive. And I decree and declare over them tonight that the enemy of their soul will not convince them to quit. I decree and declare the enemy of their soul tonight. Silence the works of the enemy tonight. Silence the voices of doubt tonight. Silence the voices of unbelief tonight. I decree and declare that that voice of fear will be silenced tonight. I decree and declare that voice of unbelief and fear of the future will be destroyed tonight in the name of our Father. In the name of our Father tonight, I decree and declare tonight that they will prophesy and that they will prosper and that they will overcome the hardship that's in front of them. Knowing God, knowing in this that those who look to you, their faces shall be radiant without shame tonight. There will not be shame on our voices, on our faces tonight. In the name of Jesus the Christ. In the name of Jesus the Christ. In the name of Jesus the Christ. I said we prophesy God over them.